99 Jams Community Matters. Welcome, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy, and live in the studio, representing New Mount Olive Baptist Church, I have Pastor Marcus Davidson. Good morning. Good morning. It's very <laughs> early to say good morning. So let everybody know where New Mount Olive Baptist Church is located, Pastor. New Mount Olive Baptist Church is located at 400 Northwest 9th Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33311. We are in the 33311. And again, the um, service times on Sundays is? 7.15, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. and 11. And you can meet us on Wednesday at 12 noon and 6.30 on Wednesday night. For Bible study, right, right? Right, Awesome. So how long have you been um, the pastor, the head? You're, you're the lead pastor, right? Correct. I've been um, there. At New Mount Olive. Yes, ma'am. I've been there now almost 10 years. Wow. 10-year yeah. anniversary coming soon? March. Hey, March. Yep. <laughs> Celebration time. Celebration time. As you have um, been the lead pastor at New Mount Olive for the last 10 years. What are some of the things that you have seen that has grown in the community as far as needs of your parishioners? You know what? Honestly, I think that over the course of these 10 years, I've seen mental health mm. needs grow. People, um, I think, are challenged with mental health issues. And I think because our community has not necessarily dealt with it, Mm -hmm. I think that that, to me, categorically has been one of the greatest needs um, just that I've seen in our community. And that is the deficit of the church not not communicating about mental health, people Mm -hmm. feeling that they can't uh, talk about it because I think there's a different pressure that people deal with nowadays. And then Mm -hmm. uh, there's no one to speak to, no one to talk to. uh, And if you do say that you have a problem, then people have the propensity to look at you as if something is wrong with you. And you're weak and you're right. Mm. Right. And especially if you're an African-American man. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't be weak. You can't have anything wrong. Right. Right. (laughs) So I think that's one of the greatest um, things that I've seen that I think the church has to address. Mm -hmm. And and we have taken that initiative and face it head on in addressing those issues with uh, mental health. So what is the church doing um, regarding the mental health? I think you had a program during this this past summer. Yes, we had we had a mental health conference, and that's something that we'll continue to do. Plus, we have a health and wellness ministry that focuses mm. also not on, only on just the physical health, but also uh, mental health. So and it, it is something that I believe is of paramount importance for us. But also, we even took the approach to deal with it with men only. So we've done mental health with men only, and we've done mental health with, you know, the wider group of people. Wow. How I know, like, there's always a misconception from back in the day that when someone is having issues or problems that just pray, it all get better. How is it um, addressed now in 2019, moving into 2020? Uh, Personally, I think that you have to address it in marrying theology and psychology. I think that Mm -hmm. praying is important. Yes. But beyond prayer, I think you need someone to speak to. I think Mm -hmm. you should I think you should go speak to a counselor, talk to someone, have those conversations, uh, let someone know that you are struggling, that you're challenged, that you're hurting. And then, you know, you do pray, you do worship, you do study, because I think that God will do his part. But there is a responsibility that each of us, that we have ourselves to do for our own, you know, mental health, mental wellness, that you know, once I get through praying, I need to speak to someone and, mm-hmm. and communicate to them what is going on with me. Because sometimes, you know, when we're praying, it definitely 
me personally gives me strength. Like mm-hmm. I, when I have my conversations with God, I definitely feel it. When I praise at a church, I definitely feel the energy and everything flowing through mm-hmm. me, and it gives me my pep and my step mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. Um, but at the same time, like when we, so many people are dealing with sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to Dr. Delvina earlier, and she was talking about PTSD, and I was telling her when I think of PTSD, I think of a soldier going to Iraq and he sees his friend getting mm-hmm. killed or the mass is getting killed and then comes back and needs help but PTSD is like a young kid seeing a drive-by in his neighborhood, right. um, seeing his mother mm-hmm. in domestic violence mm-hmm. relationship. It could it could fall into so many categories. But you know what else I think too? Mm-hmm. When we think of the word bullying, we automatically associate that with like students at school. But there are people who are being bullied on jobs. Hello. There are people who are being who are being literally bullied in church. You Hello. know that there there is there is a reality of bullying that I think. It takes place uh, more than just in schools. And I think that is another thing that can weigh heavily on someone's mental wellness, Mm. that they're facing someone who's bullying them and they are adults. And Hmm. then who do I tell? Yeah, because they don't want to say they're being bullied as as an adult. (laughs) Right. So 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 imagine that being coupled with the stress of day-to-day life and um, the stress of just trying to live day-to-day, taking care of bills, taking care of family, taking care of life. And then I'm having to go to a place where I know I'm going to face someone that's not so nice. Right. (laughs) Right. I I can't stand people that are not nice. No, I don't really. really. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as the lead pastor, and I'm sure there's like amongst people, because your your parishioners are human beings, sometimes they get into conflict or disagreements about how something should go down, how an event should happen, this and that. How do you as the lead pastor resolve issues like that without picking sides? And they're like, oh, he's always on that person's side or... Oh, so conflict resolution. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I think you have to, as a leader, uh, mm-hmm. a leader has to always remain very objective. I think a leader has to listen more than speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times uh, we miss the moment when we, we communicate or talk too much. I think listening and trying to hear um, a person's voice, hear their perspective, uh, and then being objective. And I think, you know, there's a level of praying about having a spirit of discernment that you're not making a decision based upon your feelings, but the decision is is more God breathed that you are sensitive to God's direction. And, and for me, that's how I've been able to manage. Plus, I try to be diplomatic and not dictatorial. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find ways to bring people together versus separate them. So yeah. try to hear people's side. And then sometime I think it's it's when you share with people a perspective that perhaps they didn't consider mm-hmm. in the conversation that, you know, which has caused the conflict. But I think that they're always we should be more solution based mm-hmm. than, you know, always complaining. So sometimes I think the conflict comes from people complaining versus looking for Trying solutions. Trying to find a solution. Right. As the lead pastor, how often, how far in advance do you decide what you will be preaching about on that specific um 
Sunday? Like, do you base it on what's happening in the world or the mm. Bible? Uh-huh. I've never had a conversation like this with a pastor. Like, I was, I was honestly, <laughs> Pastor Davidson, going to talk to you about other stuff. And, like, this okay. conversation I'm having with you is I'm very much enjoying it. So for me, mm-hmm. um, so for me, I do a lot of serious preaching. Serious preaching is perhaps taking a passage of scripture mm-hmm. and preaching through it for multiple weeks. So what I do is I try to do planned preaching. So like this, say, for example, if we have a year and it's this year was the year of worship mm-hmm. or if it was the year of witnessing, I'll spend some time in the previous year plotting out the direction because I think the only way you get to your end destination mm-hmm. uh, effectively you have to know what your destination point is so since I know what I want our church to know I strategically try to work backwards so if I know I want us to know x y or z by the end of the year oh, okay. my question then is how do I methodically get us there and it takes Steps. a lot of work it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work because so what I'll do is if I know I'm going to preach on a theme for the year I'll order quite a few books read on the theme mm-hmm. study as much as I can look at um, biblical passages that will undergird that text and then I will I will at least plot out 12 sermonic topics per month mm-hmm. And then some of those months, I'll have four sermons already prepared, but it takes a lot of work. And I then, can't even and then, imagine. And then what I try to do is make sure that my Bible studies are aligned with my Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's almost like you want to keep people desiring the next step as you preach through methodically. So yeah. I, I've seen people grow from that approach versus, you know, what I call just the the lucky dip, if you will, mm-hmm. just opening up the Bible and, and you know, something. yeah. So, I, so for me, mm-hmm. because I do have a passion for preaching, I spend a significant amount of time doing like in-depth exegetical study mm-hmm. to, to really understand context, background, what was happening in that particular time that it was written, and how do I build a bridge from antiquity to contemporary times to make what was happening then Relatable. contemporary. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I may, I may throw in some rosé okay. for them to understand, you know, <laughs> yeah. because I think that there's a, there's a group that will understand when I bring it to them, and I think you have to make preaching relevant to people's day without compromising the truth of scripture. So it's a process. That's perfect. Yeah. But do you have like a team helping you? Like, I, I can't even imagine the workload of putting all that, or is that a secret? No, no, <laughs> Am no, I allowed no. to ask I, that? I, I, no, <laughs> there are people who do. I just don't. Oh, wow. You know, because for me, um, the more I read it, the more I internalize it, mm-hmm. the better it is. Now, I do have people on my team that we we converse, but to specifically work through passages and some things like that, it's just, that's kind of what I do. I think I'm not, maybe I'm not big like that yet, but... <laughs> But I, I, did, I enjoy the work of it. Mm. I mean, to me, it's the mining process that I call the mining process mm-hmm. that makes the presentation more exciting. When I when I mind it out, I can enjoy it more because I know the level of excitement of getting to the depth of the riches of the scripture mm. that makes it more exciting to share with other people. So, and, you know. and how does it feel like when you go through that process of the studying and planning it out and putting it together? And then it's on that Sunday when you're finally preaching it to your 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 um, parishioners and you see their responses and how does that feel it's very humbling that Mm -hmm. you know you have the opportunity but then the other side is it's like 
you feel free on Sunday evening <laughs> for a little while, and then it's time to go back again. You know, because I mean, again, I, I put a lot of time in that, but then there's a balance between, you know, preaching and teaching and preparation for that. Um, administrative and then I have a family so you know trying to balance that time of being a husband a father you know and then trying to find me a little bit of me time you know what I'm saying so when do you make time for your singing career because you also I don't have so that's what you're forgetting your singing career I'm not saying I'm forgetting it. Oh, okay. It's just that's that's yeah. That's not that's not talking. No, that's not. That's at least tell everyone where they could find your. You you had like an it's album. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. You Scared can go. Of you pastor on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a, I don't have a track name after me like Super Cindy. But you know, I mean, I don't have a track name after me. But one I, I day, one day, yeah. pastor. One day. But they can go to iTunes and look up yeah. Pastor Marcus Davidson, yeah, yeah. and your music is there. It's there. I have a book. Everyone. I have a book, um, a book? that was co-authored with my. Executive Pastor, The Power of Leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on all the uh, digital outlets like Amazon and all of those. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I enjoy what I do. That is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the things that your church is offering as far as um programs maybe upcoming events things that you know as a collective of your church you guys well, do think, for the community i think some of the things we do that that for me it's four four pillars for us is faith family fitness and finance so the goal is if you are connected to our church we hope you grow in those four areas so we constantly have something for you know your financial life we're always doing like seminars workshops or something that will improve your knowledge of understanding how to manage your finances how to improve your day-to-day um, operation of your finances mm-hmm. to help you grow because you know if you don't manage your money right kind of everything else in life can kind of be twisted yeah also we have uh, ministries that that will reach the family from couples to uh, women's ministry to men's ministry uh, to youth, children's ministry that we have those consistently taking place. We deal with health through our health and wellness ministry. It's constantly something going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, faith, we, we're constantly dealing with that through our Bible studies and Sunday uh, teaching and Sunday school. So for us, it's about holistically ministering to people. And then from a social services perspective, we have Modco that we use, Mount Olive Development Corporation, that meets the social needs of our community. And then we have the Community Education Alliance that's designed to help improve academically uh, the community for our students. So for me, it's about holistic approach to ministry. It's not about just mm-hmm. preaching on Sunday and then being done. Yeah, and be out. <laughs> right, right. What does Modco do? So Modco uh, does a lot of work for homelessness, does a lot of work mm. for individuals who are dealing with uh, HIV AIDS. Mm. Uh, we have um, a heavy um, bit of ministry for uh, ex-offenders that, that are trying to be reacclimated to society. Mm. Um, we take the time to feed people, try to clothe people. So that's uh, a major part of what we do as giving back to the community. So, you know, if you we have people that are coming in church on Sunday. They're homeless. They need somewhere to go. We try to help meet those needs. They need food. Oh, awesome. they need, yeah. So we have housing um, properties that we have people living in. So, you know, it's for me, it's about the church. The church oftentimes, oftentimes it gets it gets wrapped. They aren't doing anything. It's just 
We don't talk about what we're doing simply mm -hmm. because, you know, we try to give people a level of privacy and discretion. Yeah, but respect. there's a lot of work that the church does that I it's think. It's not on Channel 7 News and correct. being broadcast on 99 Correct, Jams. correct, <laughs> correct, 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 a lot. You talked about um, your couples. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are one of the. Okay, so I have a few questions with the couple thing. Mm -hmm. What do you think is one of the biggest issues in couples nowadays? There, I know there's a lot of factors that would cause an issue, but in some of the couples that go to you for guidance and to the church, what are some of the, the problems in couples today? Um, communication, mm. um, intimacy, mm. uh, financial management. Those are three, three, I think, mean. the big three. Communication, um, intimacy, and financial challenges. Those Those three, I would say, rank extremely high if they're not dealing with all three of those mm -hmm. they're dealing with one of those which can have an impact on, on all the three other of those. <laughs> right on right the other ones what what would you say to someone who is either dating or married to someone that they go to church but the their partner does not believe in going to church like what are some words that we can tell our partner like to well, what I say is don't antagonize them I say you have to to me mm -hmm. you have to model a behavior in front of them that you can't tell them you need to go to church with me and then you go to church and come back home and you're like cursing them out <laughs> you know Nagging. yeah you tripping out and mm -hmm. it's like if, if going to church is going to have you like that and then too I think sometimes you know for a man or a woman, a person who doesn't go to church, and if the the guy or the or the lady goes mm -hmm. to church and they're always at church, mm -hmm. that can be a deterrent. Because I'm like, why? I don't want to go. You always there. I mm -hmm. think there has to be balance. And I share with our people all of the time. You know, if you have an event planned for you and your spouse, your significant other, mm -hmm. and there's something happening at church, it's okay to not come to the church event. It's yeah. okay to go and spend time with your family because there will be other events. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be there every time the door opens. <laughs> God's not going to like. I know some of, the, some of your members, are, I want to be the first ones putting the key in. <laughs> hey, wow, you know, like you here again? I mean, so, you know, so I think, I think that's the key. Um, but, but I think that you encourage them, not antagonize them, like, mm -hmm. you know, would you mind going with me today? And then, you know, I think it's about how you do that, but. You can't force them, I think, and then telling them how bad they are for not going. That's definitely not going to get them to go. Oh, no, that's true. No, no, no. It sounds like nagging and another thing on the list of you complaining and nagging to them about. Right. <laughs> what about your your men? Um, what are the, the services you said for your men? So we have uh, this piece called Men of Valor. They meet once a month, and mm -hmm. the men get together. In fact, um, they had recently planned a fishing trip. They do awesome. outings together. So I think that that's a, a nice place for men to get together and talk about issues that are relevant to men, but also gaining brotherhood strength for brother to brother. If you have issues that you need to talk to a brother about mm. that, you can have another Christian brother in your ear, helping you to live a positive life because you know, mm. the wrong influence can have you, you know, kind of off, off out of sync. So that that's a good part. And, and again, I think, there is this, we have a generational approach for young adults, mm -hmm. for, you know, seasoned saints, mm -hmm. because I think that you have to try to reach people where they are. And, you know, I'm not a young pastor, but I'm not an old pastor. I'm like in that middle territory. They can so, relate to you. Yeah, I try to mm -hmm. make it, I try to make it 
real. You mm-hmm. know, I try I try to that's why I listen to ninety nine jams. That's oh, why I listen stay connected. to Yeah, that's why that's why I listen to mm-hmm. you know, the music. Number one, I have a daughter, so I'm I'm like, what what's what the word? Listen, what you listen yeah. to? What you know? So I'm trying to keep up. So she has made me a better preacher because I'm like, Did you understand that baby? She's like, Yeah, I understand. I say well, what else could I do to help you? So with her understanding, it, mm-hmm. I know then I'm at a level mm-hmm. where anyone can understand it because she's like 13. So that's a big wow, deal. Wow, she's 13 already. 13. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And talk about your beautiful wife and her fitness agenda. Yeah, so she, so my, I need to, I need to go talk to her about my fitness. Huh? Yeah, she, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a big, that's a big, because I told her one time we were, we were, um, when we first got married and mm-hmm. we were, before we had our, our child, I was like, we might as well name my baby Carb because all <laughs> you talk about are carbs, carbs. So, <laughs> but that's good. You know, it, that, that healthy living, healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She is an avid fitness guru. She loves fitness and she spends a lot of time working out, uh, eating healthy, making sure we have healthy stuff in the house. It's like I have, <laughs> I have to like steal from myself. I'm like, I want, I want something sweet. So let me buy it before I get home. And I'm like... I'm good. I ain't really had anything sweet in like a day or two, you know what I'm saying? So should I ask if you if you tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich when it was you out? You know what? I did. I did. Okay. And I was underwhelmed. But anyway, so so you know, but but that is a big part. So mm-hmm. and then she brought the faithfully fit piece to the church and i think that has been good we matter of fact our church uh won an an award for that uh healthy church initiative so you know and i think in the the black community Mm -hmm. you know we we don't take health as serious and i think it's important that we do have a little more you know consciousness about how we live how we eat to live healthier lives. So I think that's a that's a now deal. more than ever is so important. Right. And let's wrap things up with talking about the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Bahamas Relief, um, our neighbors and family members and friends in the Bahamas have been absolutely devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, your church joined with 99 Jams and mm-hmm. Cox Media to collect items at all the Winn-Dixies and also mm-hmm. at, was it at your church? Was we it drop-off location? We did mm-hmm. an event at our church, but... Um, we, we, we know that that's a, a huge effort and our church is planned to be a part of that for an extended period of time, along with uh, another pastor, John White, um, Pastor Jamal Bryant, other pastors locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made um, a commitment to raise $100,000. We raised that and above it. And our goal is to make sure that we physically get stuff into people's hands to make a difference. So, you know, I'm just excited about the long term effort of what yeah. that's going to look like, because I know it's not an overnight thing. Hello. So so we're engaged for the long term. So, you know, I'm sure that we'll be connected with Cox Media and other local, you know, leaders and uh, servants in the community to make a difference to to impact change there. So, again, can you please give out the information of your church if um, someone wants to start going to service there and everything like that, Pastor? Well, I want to first invite you, um, <laughs> Super Sunday, to come and fellowship with yes, us because you I have will. been a few times. But I want to invite you. Yes. But it's at 400 Northwest 9th Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's the New Mounts Olive Baptist Church, and you can meet us on Sunday uh, at 7.15 a.m., 9 o'clock a.m., or 11 o'clock a.m. We have Sunday school uh, offerings at 9 and 10. You can also meet us on Wednesday at noon from noon to 12.30, and then on Wednesday nights from 6.30 p.m. We have 6.30 to 7 prayer, 7 p.m. We have Bible studies. So, you know, we want to engage you and teach you how my, my words are always 
to teach you the truth of scripture and how to apply that truth to your life each and every day. So you can mm-hmm. take the word, then you can go to your job, go home, live your life and know how to take what you heard, taught what you heard, preached and apply it to how do I live my life day to day with the word that was communicated to me on Sunday or on Wednesday. Awesome. Implement it in your life. And That's what it. what is the social media where they can follow the church or you or? Uh, um. On New Mount Olive is on, let me, you know what? I don't want to get, I might get that wrong. Give your so own personal, I'll give my, I like following on, you. On, on IG, on <laughs> IG, it's at MDD1911. And on Twitter, it's at Marcus D. Davidson. So you can follow me on both of those. And Facebook, it's uh, Marcus D. Davidson. I want to thank Pastor Marcus Davidson from New Mount Olive Baptist Church for coming in and being so open and just, I was just asking, I went so far to the left of what you came in here to talk about, but I appreciate you giving us all the information that you did, Pastor, and we appreciate you so much for everything that you do in the community as well. Thank you. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.